Hey, before this episode starts, I want to give you a warning. There are a couple times that the audio cuts out, but it's not too bad. All right, that's all. Goodbye. Welcome back to Love Valley. This is Allie. If you're new to the podcast, here's the lowdown. We call this the Valley of Love because it's a place where people share expansive ideas about how they love. Their lovers, their bodies, their thoughts, their lives. It's a wellness world. Today, as the first true episode of season two, we're doing a spoken diary. Just me, solo episode. How I've grown and what I've learned in the last year or so. Kitten is sneezing in the background. I don't know if you hear him, but he's back there just blowing bugs. So, if you hear that, that's what it is. But before we get into today's topic, let's start a new segment current loves right now i'm loving chocolate cupcake luna bars at smith's they're 10 for 10 i so like a dollar a piece i went in there one day trying to find protein bars for tristan and i saw how cheap they were so i got 10 of them and that's usually something i stay away from i'm not buying anything in bulk until i've tried it and i know it's good because protein bars can be disgusting but they were amazing. And I only got two of the chocolate cupcake ones. They disappeared too quick. So I went back and I've been getting them like every time I go to the store since then. This time I got five chocolate cupcake bars. Amazing. That's my food love. My song love is my summer anthem. Summer's rolling in right now. Starts next month. And I think I found my song. It's called Brand New by Public Library Commute. I'll try and play that at the end of the show. My pastime love right now, I have two. First, jigsaw puzzles. I mentioned last episode that when Tristan and I got engaged, there was a puzzle sitting on the counter for me because I love puzzles. And this one has donuts on it. It's just donut puzzle. I've never finished it because in our RV, we don't have a ton of counter space. There's just really one table and I haven't sat down and gotten it done before we've needed to clear the table to eat or do something. Um, The first night though, when Tristan and I got engaged, I whipped that thing out and we went and laid on our bed and we just talked all night in the freezing, no heat, but we were so in love with our house and we were engaged So we laid on our bed and I turned on my nightstand. I started the puzzle. That's a huge memory for me about getting engaged. So this is like super sentimental, this specific one. But this week I've done it three times in three days. And so I think I need another one because it's getting too easy. And then my second pastime love is palm reading. On Sunday, my friend Lindy had her birthday, May 1st, and my work friends, that's where we all met, Lindy, Mabry, Morgan, and Tristan. (laughs) Tristan comes to all of our girls' nights. They love him. We went over to Lindy's house, and Mabry brought her sister, who I've been dying to meet forever. It was the best day ever. We all went over there. We had chocolate cupcakes, which you know I'm in love with right now, and pizza that was so good and we had 
fancy ice. They have like a little pebble ice machine. It was awesome. But after we were done chit-chatting and eating, the girls were like, Allie, let's do juge. And I hadn't brought any cards or crystals or anything. I didn't have anything on me. So I was like, you know what? Let's go downstairs and I'll read your palms. And I learned a little about palm reading last year, but I didn't get super into it. Like I just didn't learn that much or retain much of it. So I pulled up a website and I just kind of read different lines and told them a little bit about each of them. I didn't know tons. I just got my information from online. Ever since then, though, I've had them send me pictures of their palms. And at night when Tristan's in bed and I need to have the lights off and be quiet, I can't really write or read because it needs to be dark. But I'll go on my phone and I'll look up tons of stuff about palm reading. And then I'll just go through my pictures and I'll find like little their lines and I'll read their palms while I'm getting ready for bed. That's like my favorite little discovery right now that I'm working on. I think I've always kind of had something that I'm messing with, like learning at any given moment. Sometimes it's learning how to doodle better or learning how to take care of plants or there's always something I'm researching. And right now it's palm reading. My little like self-care tip love that I found is fresh air. Lately, when I'm in my house, if the windows are closed, I feel like I can't breathe. I gotta have the windows open. And I gotta go outside and sit on the grass with Kitten. I've just been needing fresh air. Even since I've started recording, I just recorded the reinvention episode right before I'm recording this one. I have been just super, I don't know, like claustrophobic in here. I need the fresh air again, but it's too noisy outside for me to open the windows while I record, so... You know that when we're done recording, I'm popping them open again. Okay, those are my little loves right now. Now, onto the episode. I'm feeling like before we jump right into the whole year in review, we should start with a recap of this past week. I've been in ultra rest mode. You might have seen this on my story. Oh, if you don't follow me on Instagram and you want to, it's at AllieWellBeing. A-L-L-Y-W-E-L-L, being, like human being. So I've been in ultra rest mode. Last year, if you were here, you might remember that I got really sick for like two months. I was just in bed. And that got me behind in school. It got me really stressed. On top of that, when I came back from being sick, I was just so stacked school was, I was behind, so I had to catch up, but I also would start my classes at about 9 a.m., and then they would end around 3.15, then I would have to bust home to get to work by 4 or 5, usually 4, so it was a busy day, then I'd get off at like 8 or 9, and after that, I would walk home in the dark and yeah I was walking to and from school and work a lot of the time because I didn't have a car back then so it was just super 
time consuming. I didn't have a lot of rest and or time to do homework and cleaning and productive things. It was stressed and stretched. I was. Now, finally, after that crazy semester, and then after getting engaged and married and having a kitten and finding a new job and not finding, but just starting my new job for next semester with the school training for that, I have a break. This past semester was super wild in a different way. I did have more downtime, but I had a lot more on my plate in other ways, I would say, just trying to learn how to be a wife and be a home and having a weird schedule. Tristan and I go everywhere. Well, we did go everywhere together. If I was going to work, he was going to work because we only had one car. So that's been a bit of a learning curve. But now finals are over. It's summer again. Until last Saturday, though, I just felt like there was no end. I was ending school, then I immediately needed to jump into my new job. I needed to find something for the summer because I do have my writing job, but that doesn't really start until the fall. So I was stressed that I needed to jump in and that I needed to just get moving again, be a full time and not have any rest. I just needed a break. My mind and my body have tried to communicate that with me through tantrums and breakdowns. I've just been losing it a lot. Then on Saturday, Tristan and I were driving home for the night and I just started crying. He comforted me. He said, just take a break, Allie. Give yourself a rest. Take the week off. Don't try to find a summer job yet. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about school. Don't worry about cleaning the house. And I didn't realize how much I needed that. My mom had always done that for me. Whenever I was just getting anxious and overwhelmed, she would validate me and say, I think you need a break, honey. Like, don't play with your friends today. Just go color. Go for a bike ride. Go watch movies all day long do whatever you need to to let your mind melt mind melt was always the phrase i've always loved that i just needed to let my brain decompress and unwind so when tristan said that i didn't realize that i needed that validation and permission so bad i needed him to just say hey take a break i'm watching this happen and I think you just need to rest. Let me support you. When Monday rolled around, I dropped Tristan off at work and I saw a double rainbow and five birds and it started raining even though it was sunny outside. It was crazy. I was grumpy and tired, but he was like, Allie, this is so cool. And I appreciate it now that I'm not grumpy and tired. After that, I thought, you know what, let me just go do the grocery shopping right now because there are some things I need to get done and just out of the way. So, that so it was like 7 a.m. I drove to Smith's. I got my Luna bars. I got junk food. Last episode, I also talked about how I usually do 
my 30 fruits and veggies thing. Every week I try to get as many varieties of fresh produce as I can. This time I told myself going to the store, don't worry about getting healthy food. Just worry about getting easy food. Don't worry. I don't know why I said worry about it. Just get easy food so that you won't have to get up and prepare everything and spend so much time. Make your life as easy as possible. So I did. I got up there and I bought dino nuggets and um, like ready-made rice for Tristan. I got him protein bars and I did get chicken and hamburger but I thought, I'm not making this. This is just in case he wants it. I got pizza rolls. I got pie and ice cream. And I did get some bananas and some strawberries, some raspberries, and some lettuce. And that was it. Like four kinds of fruits and veg. It's all I worried about. And I thought, I'm not going to prepare stuff this week. I'm just going to chill. I also got sweetheart ropes. Those are my favorite candy. The green apple ones, but the cherry ones are good too. I went home. I don't know what I did. I forgot. But I think I just chilled for a minute. Maybe I did my puzzle. And then it was time to run errands. So I grabbed the store because the raspberries I got were moldy. <laughs> I returned those. I bought myself a little snack. And then we picked Tristan up and we came back home. I think that's when I did my puzzle. And that was my first time finishing it. And it was so fun. I just decompressed that night. I rested. And I had one final left that I was to do on um, Tuesday. It was due Tuesday. But I decided I wouldn't worry about it until Tuesday. So the next morning, I woke up and I got working on my final Mm, around one maybe I just kind of listened to my like true crime podcast and did the puzzle again because I wanted to so I got working on my final and I worked on it the whole day it took forever right up until midnight when it was due I don't even know if I'll get a good grade on it and right now I don't even care but I got it done and then I stayed up a little later and I fell asleep maybe around one. And that day was rough. I just ate like crap. I had pizza rolls like three different times. And candy all day. And soda. Soda always makes me feel sick. I don't know why I drink it. Sometimes I'll have one. Just if I'm trying to like have something yummy. But it always makes my tummy upset. So I only drink it on occasion. And that day I just vegged out and when Wednesday rolled around I did a lot of reflection the day started rough I slept in a little while and then I just chilled again I did my puzzle for the third time I listened to true crime podcasts all day and when Tristan came home he's like what in the hell are you listening to this is some scary shit and I was like, you're right. Like, this has been creeping me out. Why am I listening to this? So I turned off my true crime. It had started with just like a spooky stories episode from a comedy podcast. I love the bad broadcast. And then it led into 
like other spooky spooky story episodes from other podcasts I love, like what we said. And those are just chill podcasts, happy, but they do spooky stories in October. But once I got into actual true crime stuff, I got seriously creeped out. And it just wasn't good. So I paused and then we like watched our movie together. We watched The Proposal. Tristan loves chick flicks. That's why he goes to girls night. He just gets it. And I paused the movie and I said, thank you for telling me to turn that off. That was really dark. And I don't really know how I slipped into that, but it wasn't good. It made me feel bad. Like it was just bad juge, bad energy. So thanks for stopping me. Sometimes I just need someone to give me some direction and parent me a little bit. And he's like, yeah, sure, let's watch our movie. And I don't think he gets, like, how big of a deal it is for me. So we watch our movie, we chill, and then I am like, yeah, this is a reset. We go outside that night, and we watch the sunset with Kitten, and I fill out the rest of my journal. And... I'd started this journal in November, like early November, first week, I think November 5th. I think I finished it on May 5th, actually. So I started it in November, wrote in it up until just this past week. And it's funny, it's like the same timeline as the podcast. From when I started it was about the time the podcast stopped, ended it, about the time the podcast restarted. It's the chapter that you guys missed. And it's a crazy chapter. Probably the most eventful, wild, divine chapter of my life. I finished that journal with a lot of reflection on where I've been l- recently. In this state of stress and unrest And what I need to do to get out of here. And also in a state of desire instead of contentedness. I never know if that's the word. Contentment or contentedness. Don't know. I'm an English major. I should know. But I've been really into fashion my whole life. I've been really into beauty and into growth. And in the last season, season that I've had this little journal, and in last fall, I have super wanted more. A huge aspect of my daily routine has been wanting more. Wanting to be better. Wanting to have better. Wanting more clothes, more beauty products more hair treatments, more facials, more nail appointments, more beauty, more booty, everything. What I've learned and what I really reflected on as I wrapped up that journal was that I've been placing a lot of stock in external happiness. And I don't think that's a thing. I think that joy is internal. It comes from For me, creation. I think that joy is inherently connected to dharma. And I don't know if we've talked much about dharma on the podcast. The concept of dharma is that your life has a purpose. 
that you have a purpose and something to accomplish in this world. My dharma is the visionary. I have been told forever and ever, and I mentioned this last episode too, that I am meant to discover things and then share them with the world to help people to enlighten. And I love that. I love to discover things. I love to share them. So when I do that is when I am happy, and that creates internal happiness. Internal happiness means happiness that you can make without anyone else's help or anything else's help. All you have to do is do it. It's self-sufficient. So that's what I've been doing lately. This week was a huge epiphany for me. One of the epiphanies was that about internal happiness and about how I'm meant to be happy. And I've been seeking joy from all of these external things. Been trying to just progress, progress, progress. But it's been making me less happy. So I've refocused my life back on expansion instead of consumption. Right now I'm working on making stuff. Making the podcast. Making observations. Meditating. I have a meditation story to tell you today that's really kind of crazy. And that was one of the epiphanies. Another one was about mm, this little health gig. So I've talked a little bit about how I've been in a huge health transformation since last summer. When I started this podcast, it was funny. Tristan and I were dating a little bit after. We went out one night with two of our friends, Ethan and Mabry. And we went out to just talk religion and talk crazy stuff on a walk We sat down at an amphitheater and visited with each other. And as Mabry looked at us, and ever since then, she's always looked at us and seen duality. Tristan was the health guy. He was vegan when he was in high school. He has always been super into nutrition. Not so much nutrition as just like physique. He loves to work out. He loves the gym. He loves the body. He loves to change his physical and grow physically. He's a very physical person. He lives in the physical world. And I have always been the opposite. I have always been a wispy cloud up in the sky, a fairy that can't touch the ground or it will burn her toes. And... I've never known how to live in my physical body. I've always felt like an alien on this planet. When people talk about, eat this to feel this and change your body and whatever else. I don't get it. I'm just, my body is like my purse. It carries my wallet, my keys, whatever else I need it to, my organs. But really, I'm here having a spiritual life. That's how I've always felt. Until Tristan. When I met him, he taught me finally how to live in my body. I actually got intentional about the gym. And I finally understood food for the first time. 
this wasn't really him. Nutrition isn't so much his thing as it's my thing. But I've been super into gut health the last couple years because I struggled a lot with my digestion in high school and in my childhood even. So I healed my gut on my own just kind of by some miracle. But after I was sick, I started to see my health really differently. And this is a common story. If you listen to Wake Up With Wesley, that's my favorite podcast episode or favorite podcast in the world. I love that show. It's guided me in a thousand ways. Her and I believe the same things. If you listen to that, then you know that she had the same experience and that people she has interviewed have also had the same experience. It's by being sick that they truly learn the value of their body and their health. And that's what happened to me. After being in bed and being tired and having no energy to live a human physical existence, I knew I needed to just take care of myself. So I started to see food differently. I wanted to give my gut its best chance because I understand that hormones and happiness are rooted in the gut. I said earlier, happiness is internal and that is true. Happiness is inside of you, in your tummy. If you are the smartest person in the world with amazing thoughts and you can travel in your brain, that's amazing. But if you can't get out of bed in the morning, your quality of life definitely goes down. I wanted to work on my gut health. That's where the 30 fruits and veggies came from. And I wanted to grow a booty. I've always wanted to do that. So I started working out better. I got in the gym and I got structured with myself. I said, okay, even if this is miserable and I don't like it, I'm going to do it because I know it's what works. I had Tristan help me, teach me exercises that work, compound lifts. And I built my own little routine and I fell in love with it. I love a lift now. It's fun. It's not miserable. I remember being younger and being like, working out sucks. I hate it. I can't find the motivation to do it. Because I would do hit workouts and stuff I hate to this day. But weightlifting is fun for me. And it feels good. It feels challenging in a sweet way. So I fell in love with the gym. And I started sleeping better. It's funny, Tristan was a night owl a little bit before we were married. He would go to sleep at maybe like midnight and then wake up at 10 because he needed, he needs so much sleep. And I would go to sleep at 5 a.m. and wake up at 3 when I was sick, 3 p.m. But now it's different. I got him on a morning schedule and he still needs his eight hours religiously. So he's very disciplined about bed. He gets in early, gets in bed at eight o'clock, falls asleep by 930 or 10 and he's cut back. He used to need nine hours of sleep a night. That was super regimented. Now eight is okay. 
but he's been such a good influence on me. He helps me to go to sleep early because I just get in bed when he does. I want to be with him. I want to fall asleep with him. And then I just close my eyes and go to sleep, put my phone away, and I meditate at night. So those are some of the physical ways that I've mixed things up, made some progress, gotten in control. I feel like I've never really had control over my physical body until this year. That's a huge lesson I've learned in the last year. Another has been remembering meditation. After I graduated high school, I was a nanny. I was a baker first, then a nanny. And I would drive to a town about an hour away from mine through the mountains at like five in the morning. I'd get there around six. And so I'd wake up really early and I'd go to sleep really early. It was easy. I just disciplined myself. There have been certain chapters in my life where it's been really difficult for me to have the self-control to go to sleep at a decent hour. And there have been other chapters where I've been a badass. Like when I was a senior in high school, in the fall before the house fire, I would get in bed at like 7 p.m. I'd be asleep by 8 and up by 5 every morning before school. I'd wake up, I would journal, I would make myself a little granola and berry bowl. I would have a, a coconut drink and I would go to school. That was my morning routine. And then when I was a nanny, I'd go to sleep early, wake up, go to work, listen to my podcast on the way there, and love it. At night, when I'd get into bed, I would put my phone on the other side of the room, like before bed. And I would tuck myself in, and then I would close my eyes, and I would just meditate. I would just let my thoughts wander. I wanted to see where they would go. It was like watching movies in my mind. I was so into it. And I had some really special experiences. So, I wanted that again. I lost that for a long time. And in this spring, I've brought it back by putting my phone away before bed and relaxing and getting in and then just closing my eyes and letting myself wander. And it's been amazing. And it's put me to sleep earlier. Like physically, it's been good. And spiritually and mentally, I haven't had those super special experiences except for once. Yesterday. So yesterday was a huge day. I've told you about this week. Monday was errands. Tuesday was last final. Wednesday was true crime scaries and then movie night with Tristy. And sunset realizations, Thursday was true rest and self-care day and expansive energy day. I have this philosophy about rest that the best kind of rest is restorative in that it isn't just laying down and doing nothing so that your body can go from zero energy to slowly recharging just like your phone plugged in but it's more like doing something that creates energy instead of just letting your body rise again and your mind rise again it's actively creating energy 
and I've talked about this earlier in Dharma. For me, creative, tr- uh, uh, creative and <laughs> okay. Let me try one more time. Creating energy is through creativity. Creation. I like to make stuff. That's what gives me fuel. So, yesterday when I woke up, I had so many ideas and things I wanted to work on. I started by knowing that I wanted to journal. I came out into the front room. I made my coffee. I played with Kitten, snuggled him, and then I think, I don't know what I did. I might have just listened to my podcast and done some Sudoku for a minute. And then I got journaling. And I was like, yeah, this feels good. Did some journaling. Realized some stuff about myself. Yada, yada. And then I also wanted to meditate and do yoga. Those were two things on my internal list of things I wanted to do. And I wanted to do them then, immediately. But I felt myself starting to get a little anxious. And something that I've learned about being happy is it has to be intuitive for me. I really, really need to listen to my intuition. Otherwise, I just wind myself up again in this scribbly little knot of craziness. And so I said, okay, well, I'm getting a little anxious right now because I feel like I'm trying to make myself do productive things. And this week is about rest. So that's not serving me. Let me just turn my podcast back on and do some more Sudoku. And I did. I did a little more puzzle. I relaxed and decompressed and I felt myself slip back into a state of peace again. And then I wanted to go outside. And Kitten was dying to go outside. We've had lots of workers here working on the barn on our land. So... I don't like him to wander around and go bug them and jump into their van and go into the barn and he gets stuffy. He still has some respiratory issues. Like I don't think he'll ever really heal from those. And so when he goes into the barn, it's really dusty in there and he comes out wheezing. So I don't like him going in there. And I thought, you know what? I'll go outside so that I can keep an eye on him. And I know that when I'm out there, he kind of just stays close to me. I don't have to worry about him wandering too far away. So I went out there, I took my journal, I left my phone inside, and I journaled a ton. And I got a tan too, which was amazing. The UV was my friend. And I meditated. And the meditation was the craziest part. So in one episode of Wake Up With Wesley, she interviews Kelly Packer. I think it's this one. And Kelly talks about this meditation kind of thing that she does, where when she wants to get rid of something, she gives it away to God. And it's a visualization. She imagines a rope. And she sends whatever it is, that she's trying to get rid of down the rope and it goes to this tree like this mother earth god kind of tree and the tree just transmutes it 
whatever's been holding her back, weighing on her, the tree turns it into something beautiful. I don't even remember exactly how she explains this, but that's what I got from it. Hopefully that's right. (laughs) So, I wanted to do that. And I wanted to start with this thing that I've talked about a lot that I've been going through, which is this feeling that I need to be working, this stress I've put on myself to be too productive. And so I did this visualization in my mind and I imagined myself in my body. I saw myself outside of my body, but inside of my body, like I saw the outline of my face and my throat and my chest and my tummy and my arms. And inside, there I was, a little 3D version of me. And I was up inside of my head. And then I saw a rope that went through my throat. And I grabbed onto it and I rode it down into my tummy. And in my tummy... I saw a pink crystal, like a diamond, and it was just floating in the center of this room, a dome, a maroon dome. I walk over to the pink crystal, and I hold it in my hands, and I close my eyes. And when I open them, I see trees around me. There's a specific tree to my left that I can't take my eyes off of. And it's very gorgeous in there. Like the colors are different. It's very Persephone-esque. More darker colors. The inside of my body, everywhere is pretty dark. And I like it. It's just kind of cozy in that way. I don't want light in there. I just want it to be open to interpretation kind of dark. Not scary. It's not that kind of dark. It's just not filled and not full of buzziness and yada yada I see the tree to my left and I see all of these flowers in the most rich and decadent magentas and turquoise and lilac and these sweet unique kind of colors that I feel like aren't usually flowers then I turn and I go back up the rope and I know that I need to go to my thoughts and take something, this thought, this worry, this weight on my shoulders about being busy and wanting to be productive and putting pressure on myself that doesn't need to be there. And I see in my mind, up in the space where my head is, there's just this little pond And it's surrounded by little rocks. And I reach my hands in. And I pull out this shape. And it looks like scribblies. You know when you're little and you just draw scribbles on a paper. And it, in cartoons I feel like there's always that scribbly thing. And it like wiggles around and it just kind of looks like lead circles all overlapping each other. And little swirls. I grab that and I take it down and I walk back to the rope and I see that there's a wooden bucket on my rope. I put the scribble inside and 
I hold onto the rope and we glide down together back to my tummy. And when we walk in, hop off the rope and walk into the room, I grab the pink crystal and I take it over to the little scribble scrabble and I touch them. And I close my eyes and when I open them, I see a bush in front of me. And it shines, it like flashes at me green with red berries. That It just kind of shows me a preview of what it's going to grow into. And then it's just green again, leaves, a leafy bush. And I watch it grow white flowers with yellow centers. And then I watch the flowers turn into red berries. And I understand that this thing that I've held on to, this fear and uncomfortable whatever concern, pressure I put on myself, has been transmuted by my highest self, my soul, my pink soul, my pink diamond. That's me. I knew when I went down there and I touched the little crystal thing, it was me. And it was me having the ability to cleanse myself of anything that doesn't serve me. And I said, this is awesome. Let me do more. So I held onto my rope and I went back upstairs to my mind again. And I put my hands in there and I was searching for sort of like a people pleasing kind of fear, worry, concern. And I couldn't really name it. I said one thing, but I knew it wasn't quite the right name. I knew it was something else I was searching for. What was the root? What was the real meaning of that? That thing I feel. And it came down to me feeling like I need to present myself a certain way to keep a peace, to make people happy, to keep everyone comfortable. So I took that out and it looked like a pearl and I brought it out of the water and I held it in my hands and before my eyes it was once white and then it turned dark, dull, and gray. And it was one of those things and I knew that my imagination was using this as a symbolism to show me that what I value most, pearls, Pearls are my favorite thing in the world. What I value the most is embodying that shape and that color. And sometimes I think that something is a pearl to me, but really it is not. It's harmful. It's dumb. So I walk back to the rope and I put it in the basket. And then we ride down the rope again. And I take it in there and I touch it to the pink crystal and I close my eyes and I see ivy grow all around the room. And all of a sudden there's a little gate made of this sweet wire and the ivy wraps around it and I understand that it's a door and it's leading somewhere and that I can grow this garden as huge as I want. It's infinite. I can keep sending stuff down there and making more rooms and more flowers and trees and bushes and ivies and whatever else I want. 
I can take any little thought and concern that I have and transmute it into something sweet and beautiful and something that serves me. And this meditation was so powerful. I journaled it all down. I wrote it out. And then I was looking back through my journal. The one I just finished. It still has one blank page that I'm yet to fill out. And it's for the date like April 20th, I think. Because in the last couple weeks of this journal, I wrote every date at the top right corner. And I wanted to fill out a page a day couple days I missed. So I've been going back and filling those out. And April 19th was one of the big ones. And this date kept jumping out at me. And as I wrote it in there, my class, my creative nonfiction class said, they were reading my um, project I'd made. Because I'd have, I'd had to like write a piece and we workshopped it in class. Then I had to turn it into some other kind of format. Like I could make a diorama. I could make a zine. But I chose to make a little recording of it. I put it to music and I read it out loud. And I recorded that and shared that with the class. And as I listened to it, I was anxious. And so I just kept doodling these random things in my journal. And when I looked at them... Right after I had done that meditation and I was going to fill out that page, it was the craziest thing. I saw these two seashells and in between them, these random doodles I'd done, I'd drawn waves and then beneath them, these little like ecosystems. They looked like pearls and they looked like seeds and it completely matched my imagined pond in my mind. Where I thought that, okay, this is where my thoughts are. They're in this little pond. That was the water. And the seashells were the rocks. And the pearls were underneath the water. And in this doodle, it was the same thing. And I would reach under there and I could take out a pearl and it would be a thought that served me. But I could also take out these other things. In the doodle, there were other things too, just little dots that like were random. And I could take those out and those would be the thoughts that didn't serve me. So it was odd that this doodle I ran into matched my meditation I'd done. And another funny thing I forgot to say about my meditation was when I walked up to the pond, I saw these lily pads appear here and there and then disappear. And I knew that they were my thoughts that were passing through my head at the moment. And it was really cool to just watch my mind come up with all this symbolism on its own. And that's what I love about meditation is that you can just witness it. You can be in your mind and witness your brain and your heart and your soul and whatever else doing all of these incredible things. So that was cool. And that was my meditation. And that's something that I've learned recently. So on our list of things we've learned this little year, one of them is this new view of health. Another one is meditation. Another one is how to cleanse the self of things that don't serve. And um, am I missing any? I don't know. Those are some of the things I've learned. I've also learned how to have a husband. 
and how to cohabitate and how to be kind. And I'll talk about that more another time. It deserves its own episode. But that's what I've been thinking about lately. That's what's changed me. I've changed so much from all of these things. My health has changed everything. That's probably been the biggest, biggest thing. Is just changing my relationship with my body. And it's not a vessel to me. It's not a purse. It's just a connection. It's my existence. And it's me. Which I don't think I understood before. I thought it was just my body. But it is me. And yeah, health has been a big one. I don't really have much else to say. Last episode, I talked about how I wanted more structure for these episodes. But with this solo episode, I felt like I kind of needed to fly by the seat of my pants. So a lot of this was just me kind of talking, talking out these thoughts. It's definitely not as organized interviews are probably going to be more organized. I'm going to probably go in with some thought-up questions. I mean, everything's just being played by ear. Whatever works, works, right? But this episode is very fresh on my mind. I wrote out a little bit beforehand, just points I wanted to touch on, and then I kind of just let them fly out of my mouth, and it felt good like that. Hopefully it isn't too confusing and wooey wooey for understanding but yeah that's what's been going on lately this is a little update about where I've been and what I've been learning and I think that that's all for now I love you love Allie